Absolutely packed show for you guys today. Not only do we have the judge's latest ruling in the Mar-a-Lago raid regarding the affidavit, but we're going to go through new details, research that's coming out and data on monkeypox and how it is being transmitted as an STD. But what I want to let you know is that as of today, if you go to amfest.com, amfest.com, go to AmericaFest, sign up, register. If you use promo code POSO for this week and this week only, amfest.com, you can receive 50% off your general admission tickets. So that's our huge event. It's going to be this December. Check it out. Link will be in the description, amfest.com. Promo code POSO, P-O-S-O, all caps, 50% off this week, this week only. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Tonight is August 18th, 2022, Anno Domini. First up, the Mar-a-Lago raid. The fallout continues. The judge saying that he's only going to unseal the partial affidavit, but yet giving the DOJ one week to respond with redactions. Next up, President Biden's Stasi. The Trump raid hurting voter trust in the FBI. A new poll out of Rasmussen. Third, NBC. Their headline, sex between men, not skin t- contact, is fueling monkeypox, new research suggests. And finally, New York City's 9-11 Tribute Museum is closing due to financial struggles. Big problem with that. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right? Or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view. You gotta love Sam Harris, don't you, folks? It's like watching one of those Buddhist monks just pouring gasoline over themselves and then torching their entire career. That's basically what he did on that pod. Mr. Free Speech, making sense. The reasonable, classic liberal. uh, liberal. Yeah, uh, the IDW, every single time. Sorry, Sam. Here in the real world, we don't think that way because we're not watching some reality TV show called Get Trump. We're actually trying to run the country and live our lives and be normal people, whereas you seem to, the craziness of the things that this guy is saying, admitting that it was a conspiracy to rig the election because we wanted to uh, block the laptop story from getting out. Doesn't matter what's on that story. Doesn't matter what's in Hunter Biden's basement. It's like, did not have that on my bingo card today. So that's that's Sam Harris. That's the left. But understand that he speaks for a lot of people in this country and they do view this as a reality TV show. But the judge down in West Palm Beach earlier today ruled that we're going to get a partial, a partial unsealed copy of the affidavit. But we may not get it 
for another week because he's going back to the DOJ saying, look, I can't let this whole thing stay under seal because the public pressure is just too much, but you've got to release some. Keep in mind that the judge has a stake in this too because this is the same Judge Reiner that signed off on it in the first place. He's the one who's getting criticized, rightly so, publicly because of this. Dude, you signed off on a raid on a former president's house. Did you not think that anything might come of that? Did you not, any of you people, did any of you guys think about this, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the DOJ, whether it's the judge, whether it's the Biden administration themselves, did any of you think that this would not become a big deal? Because obviously it has. Obviously it has. I spoke to Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob, about this, and even she told me that it sounded as if the FBI just wanted to keep things quiet. It wasn't a big deal. That it wasn't going to go anywhere. It's hubris. Just understand it's hubris. It's like Sam Harris said, it doesn't matter what tactics they use as long as they get what they want. But by the way, Newsweek came out and Newsweek had a big exclusive yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this. They said, we, well, we're hearing reports now that it might be that the raid was because of the Spygate documents, the underlying Russiagate uh, original documents from the CIA and the FBI. And that's why we needed to go in there. We needed to go so quickly and we needed to get them because of that. And it's exclusive. You're only going to hear about it on Newsweek, except actually Newsweek. Sorry to tell you that we covered it, breaking the story here on Human Events Daily a full week before you guys came in, before any of you brought this up. So sorry, maybe folks, you should listen to Human Events Daily just a little bit more. Let's see. We had the Spygate section down a week before anybody else. We had the warrant before anybody else. What are we going to get next? Judge, you might as well just release that affidavit because I'm telling you something right now. I am going to get it one way or another. Mark my words, I am going to get that document. The last thing we heard though is that Just the News and Judicial Watch have a really interesting take on this because they pointed out that there was a case back in 2009. Judicial Watch was suing former President Clinton over some audio tapes that he made in the White House and a left-wing judge, Amy Berman Jackson, in D.C. ruled that the Presidential Records Act does not cover criminal activity. It says that you can't do search and seizure unless it's a civil matter and that presidents have the consideration whether or not to determine that their records are personal or presidential. You got a big problem there because they just found that there already was a ruling all the way back in 2009 that 100% supports what President Trump did. It just happened to be that the ruling was for President Clinton. Again, the two-tier justice system. There's only nine meals between civilization and chaos. Ladies and gentlemen, with all the chaos in the world right now, the threat to the global food supply is more serious than ever. Case in point, Business Insider magazine just reported that we are in a global food crisis that will wreak havoc on local economies and trigger civil unrest. We already saw it happen in Sri Lanka. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be prepared and not be a victim. But are you prepared? And if not, go to preparewithposo.com. At preparewithposo, we have set up with My Patriot Supply, a great discount that it makes it easier for you to stock up on your emergency food. Save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, America's largest preparedness company. My Patriot Supply food is specifically packaged to stay fresh for up to 25 years, and it provides over 2,000 calories a day. 
To order yours today, go to preparewithposo.com. Get one kit per person. Act now and save $250 on the food you are going to need. Preparewithposo.com, preparewithposo.com, link in the description. We can hold the Attorney General accountable for the decision that he made without attacking rank-and-file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. The truth of the matter is, we need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. But more than anything else, the American people need to be reassured in the integrity of our justice system and the very appearance of a recurrence of politics playing a role in decisions at the Justice Department demands transparency as never before. Wow. Wow. Mike Pence just coming out supporting what the FBI did. All I got to say is keep licking them boots. Keep licking those boots. Simp. That's big simp energy right there. That's the other. I don't know. Might be might be big simp energy. Might be a little LDE. I don't know. Mike Pence. A lot of LDE coming from you right now. Whew, don't like it. Because let's go look away from that crisis of masculinity and let's go look at the actual voters because the people of this country are not happy with what the fbi just did and you see this by the way with independence as well i'm going to break it down because rasmussen has just given me the internals of their new poll your impression of the fbi what's your impression what do you say their favorables are now down to only about 50 percent used to be huge used to be Huge. Did the FBI's recent raid on the Florida home of former President Donald Trump make you trust the FBI more or less? 44% said it made us trust them less. Do you agree or disagree? There is a group of politicized thugs at the top of the FBI who are using the FBI as President Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. You're now seeing, you're now seeing 52%, 52% agree with that. And when you go in, you look at, scrolling over here, for independence, even for independence, you are seeing 49% agreement of independence say that they agree with that. That's your moderates. Even your moderates agree that the FBI and the DOJ come across like the personal Stasi. I like to say Stasi because I think that's more accurate of the Biden regime. This is something that is totally swinging this country. We're also seeing, what is this? 64%, 64% of independents say that it makes them trust the FBI less. You got to understand, folks, the FBI is an institution in this country. Not only were they highly respected because of what they do in court cases, but also this massive PR push, Hollywood, TV shows, movies, everything at the windbreaker. You see those windbreakers? FBI. 
you know, starting with the X-Files, but there were even shows way before that that talk about how great this institution is, how the men and women there are just really putting their, putting their nose to the grindstone and trying to do the right thing for the American people. But then when you start talking about J. Edgar Hoover, when you start talking about the fact that he was always spying on his personal political enemies, and then you see people like Merrick Garland who get up there and rather than explain to us what's going on, who go to court to fight to keep under seal, to keep secret the reasons that we're seeing these massive egregious errors. And we get these crazy rumors that it was some, that it was a paperwork dispute. You know, is it the president's personal record or a presidential record? He was the president. We have libraries all over the country of both parties. I actually like going to those libraries. I love those libraries. It's the Truman Library uh, out in the Midwest, the Kennedy Libraries, the Roosevelt Libraries, Reagan Library. I love going to the libraries. It's just, it's something that's a, it's a hobby. If I'm near one, I'll go. I think they're great. But all of those libraries have personal private records of the presidents. It's a normal thing. So the idea that you're going to turn that into a police state action, I'm sorry, it looks like exactly what it is. Close skin-to-skin contact occurs, obviously, in an intimate sexual encounter. But close skin-to-skin contact could also occur under other circumstances that have nothing to do with sex. So we haven't seen an amount of that spilling over into the non-men who have sex with men population and hopefully it'll stay at a very, very low level that you can contain. But you always got to take things like that seriously and keep an open mind that you might see more of that. You don't want to panic people because there's no need to be overly concerned now. But at the same time that you're not currently overly concerned, you should be currently very observant and currently very careful and currently on top of what's going on and following it very carefully. Well, the new story is out to us by way of NBC. And I want to be very clear that this is from NBCnews.com. Simply reading the headline, I'm stating what it says. Because there have been people who have accused me personally, who have accused my friends, who have accused others of trying to talk about this research as if it's some sort of attack and as if it's some sort of campaign that we're waging in the country. No, we're talking about what's going on in our world and we're doing so with the truth on our side. So here's what NBCnews.com states. Sex between men, not skin contact, is fueling monkeypox. The claim that skin-to-skin contact during sex between men, not intercourse itself, drives most monkeypox transmission is likely backward, a growing group of experts say. Since the onset, and you just heard Dr. Fauci there, by the way, since the onset of the global monkeypox outbreak in May, public health and infectious disease experts have told the public that the virus is largely transmitting through skin-to-skin contact, in particular during sex between men. Now, however, an expanding cadre of experts has come to believe that sex between men itself is likely the main driver of the global monkeypox transmission. The skin contact that comes with sex, these experts say, is probably much less of a risk factor. In recent weeks, a growing body of scientific evidence, including a trio of studies published in peer-reviewed journals, as well as reports from national, regional, and global health authorities, has suggested 
that experts may have framed monkeypox's typical transmission route precisely backwards. Reconceiving the primary risk factors for transmission is crucial because of how many it may affect guidance on reducing the risk of infection, including the question of whether demanding that people with the virus self-isolate has any substantial impact on transmission. Um, you're now hearing, okay, a gr growing body of evidence supports that sexual transmission, particularly through seminal fluids, is occurring with the current MPX outbreak, says Dr. Aruda Hazara, medical director of the University of Chicago Sexual Wellness Clinic, referring to monkeypox and the recent studies that found the virus in semen. Consequently, science has told NBC News that the CDC and prevention, other health public authorities, as well as other health public authorities, should update their monkeypox communication strategies to be more strongly emphasize the centrality of intercourse among gay and bisexual men who compromise nearly all U.S. cases to the virus's spread. And then it goes through, and here we go. You have another doctor. It looks like it's very clear to us that this is an infection that is transmitting sexually for the vast majority of the time. It also says people, so there are other people who are still debating it. They're talking about the evidence. And, and so here's the question, right? Here's the question. Is it an STD or not? And for some reason, this has become a political issue, or there are people out there trying to make it a political issue. If this thing is an STD and it can be transmitted through sexual intercourse, then yes, it is a sexually transmitted disease. Just say that. I don't even know what's politically incorrect about that. Just say that's what it is. That's how it's being transmitted that it's an STD. Maybe there are outlier cases where it's transmitted otherwise, but if you're gonna make that claim, you have to follow the evidence. So just like anything else, we are gonna continue following the evidence. And the evidence shows that this is predominantly a sexually transmitted disease. And it's as simple as that. Now, if you wanna talk about treatment, if you wanna talk about curing it, if you wanna talk about antivirals, et cetera, I'm all for it, but this isn't something where we're going to be going and shutting down the country, where we're going to be going and having to put up masks again or putting stuff um, regarding children. We're not doing it. We're simply not doing it because we're following the evidence and we're not letting you put one over on us again. Purely financial at this point, but through COVID, the visitors just aren't back at this point, and we can't find a path forward without financial support. I did not see the plane approach the building, but it, the impact threw me onto my desk, and the next one to two minutes were the longest in my life. 9-11, one of the most horrific days in America's history. I think we can all agree on that. But now we're seeing that in New York City, down in Lower Manhattan, the 9-11 Tribute Museum, a 30,000 square foot space located just three blocks from the World Trade Center site will shut its doors, has now already shut its doors, actually, just a few weeks shy of the 21st anniversary of the terror attacks. The Greenwich Street Museum, which opened in 2006 on Liberty Street, has struggled to stay afloat since the 2020 onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. New York Post has the story. The co-founder of the museum stated that two-thirds of their income annually came from earned income from admissions. We completely closed for six months in 2020. We've been averaging, we had been averaging 300,000 visitors a year, but last year, they only had a total of 26,000 visitors and it completely annihilated the earned income. Now, this is different, by the way, than the museum that's there actually at the base of where the World Trade Center previously stood. That museum 
is directly, it is the site, right? When you're in the museum, you're actually in the site of the World Trade Center, um, previous World Trade Center. This is a museum that's a couple of blocks away. The main museum I've been to several times, highly, highly recommend. Go to that. Take your children to that. Let them understand not only what happened, but how we got there. The fact that these terrorists, and some, most of them were Saudi, some of them were not. They came, they attacked us on our soil, they got in through our porous borders, lax airline security, and they were able to do what they did because of their vision of the world. And because they wanted the United States out of the Middle East, they went and attacked civilians. But the fact that New York City, apparently, and, and it goes through the article, the city government isn't stepping up to provide funding for the 9-11 museum. That's just wrong. I'm sorry, that's just completely and utterly wrong. You've got to step up and do something about this because they've got, they've got money for everything in New York City. They've got money to house illegal immigrants because we just covered the story the other day that Mayor Adams is out there and he's going to be hiring, what is it? He's getting a luxury hotel in Times Square for illegal immigrants. He'll go do that. But there's no money for the 9-11 Museum. Where are we as a country? Where are we as a country? Because keep in mind, if you're not from the U.S., if you're someone from, uh, from overseas, you know that New York City is a symbol of the United States. It, when they think of the U.S., they think of New York City and then everything else comes after that. That's just kind of how it is. New York City, they consider as the main city of the United States. So in the main city of the United States, in the main square of the United States, Times Square, okay, Times Square, they've got money for illegal immigrants to stay in a luxury hotel. But in lower Manhattan, they can't, they're shutting down a 9-11 museum. That's wrong. It's 100% wrong. And as a country, we need to, number one, put pressure on the government of New York to do that. If we have to put together funding, if we have to crowdfund this, I'm all for it. Let's start a give, send, go. Send us your email, liberty at tposa.com. We need to make this happen. We'll start a give, send, go right here, right now from Human Events Daily. We'll work with the RAV audience. We'll work with Turning Point USA. This is absolutely something that needs to be done. Not for any one political side, but just for us as a country. We can't be closing this down. And that is all the time we have here. Human Events Daily Remember, send us your emails, your tips, your suggestions, your questions, your sourcing, your whistleblowing uh, documents and you know secret videos and everything you can get out there. Where? Liberty at tpusa.com. The email is liberty at tpusa.com. But remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics. What do we talk about today? First up, the Mar-a-Lago raid. Judge unsealing the partial affidavit, giving the DOJ one week to respond. We're probably going to get partials, but mark my words, I will get the entire thing. Next, President Biden's Stasi. The Trump raid hurts voter trust in the FBI. Third, NBC coming out with the headline, sex between men, not skin contact is fueling monkeypox, new research suggests. And finally, New York City's 9-11 Tribute Museum to close due to financial struggles. I really don't like that last story. I really think there's got to be a way that we can work together, maybe consolidate the museums, come up with a crowdfund. We will do something to make that happen. But before we go, I'm going to tell you guys 
about today's history break. On this day, all the way back in 1909, over 100 years, the mayor of Tokyo, Yukio Ozaki, presented Washington, D.C. with 2,000 Japanese cherry trees, which President William Howard Taft decided to plant near the Potomac River and, of course, the Jefferson Memorial. Some between myself and my wife, Tanya Tay, um, one of our very first dates, she took me to the cherry blossoms for the first time because I was like, like you know, I'm living in D.C., I'm in the Navy. I don't have time to go see some, some cherry trees, right? But it's only they only bloom for about one week, week and a half every year. So it's this huge deal. Everybody goes. So we go every year. We take pictures on the same tree where we went on one of our early dates. And now we bring first we brought one of our kids, now two kids. and Hopefully we'll be going there for many more years to come. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay a shirt.